0: From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. This is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my privilege to have as my guest um, Ms. Madeline Stockman, joining me by telephone from Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Madeline, welcome.
1: Thank you, Taylor. I'm glad to
0: be here. And Madeline, the reason we're talking today is that you are a missionary discipleship trainer uh, for the Archdiocese, for the military services. You've been in that position for a year now. And uh, let's uh, start with uh, you telling us what is a missionary discipleship trainer? Uh, Thanks for
1: the question, Taylor. Uh, You're not the first person to ask, so I'm certain that our listeners are also wondering, I know this word, missionary discipleship. I know that I've, you know, heard it, um, you know, come, coming through um, a lot of the, you know, dialogue, but what, is, what does this mean? What does it mean for me? How do I do this? Um, at the heart of being a missionary disciple is really answering that call that's on everyone's heart for uh, for evangelization that comes from our baptism. Um. So as a missionary discipleship trainer, really what my job is to do is to help um, young adults and other adults in the Archdiocese of Military Services feel confident and gain some skills to answer that call um, that the Holy Spirit has placed on their heart, whatever it might be.
0: I see. And you're one of two uh, missionary discipleship trainers here in the Archdiocese for the military services. And uh, this... um, uh, uh, ministry of yours is based on uh, the uh, Reach More program uh, that is uh, sponsored by the uh, uh, Evangelical Catholic organization based in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, tell me a little bit more about Reach More. What is the objective?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Evangelical Catholic is our content partner. Um, they have done the the rigorous work of putting together uh, the materials uh, to train leaders in the movement that um, that that is called Reach More. And we call it a movement over a program because it's uh, sort of infinitely adaptable, which is one of the things that I think makes it extremely well-suited to a military environment. It's really about um, helping you to reach more of those people that are not sitting in the pews next to you every single Sunday, or it's going to help you to reach more of those people that are in the pews, but maybe they, you, you know, you're, they're there a little bit out of habit or they're a little bit out of, um, you know, maybe they're not sure why they're there, and they really kind of need to be activated. So um, at, at the heart of Reach More is, um, is what we call the heart and habits of mission. And so in Reach More, someone is going to be trained first and foremost in uh, their connection to Christ. They're going to let that overflow into their relationships, their connections with others. And then they're going to let that overflow into um, intentional disciple making in their their environment, in their installation.
0: I got it. So Reach More is a movement, not a program. I like that. That's a, a living, breathing thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I should point out, too, and this is – I'm going to uh, give our listener a quote that's uh, drawn uh, from our uh, website, millarch.org. It's a quotation from Pope Francis in uh, Evangelii Gaudium. Uh, And uh, Pope Francis writes, I dream of a missionary option, that is, a missionary impulse capable of transforming everything. Wherever the need for the light and the life of the risen Christ is greatest, it will want to be there to make this missionary impulse ever more focused, generous, and fruitful. I encourage each particular church to undertake a resolute process of discernment, purification, and reform. Yet the principal aim of these participatory participatory processes uh, processes uh, should not be ecclesiastical organization, but rather the missionary aspiration of reaching everyone. Does that sum up um, what uh, uh, you're all about in this role, Madeline Stockman?
1: Absolutely, 100%. Um, one of the things I love about this quote is the call that Pope Francis gives to each particular church. So to, he he's giving this call to us at the AMS, and he's giving the call to each individual Catholic community on every installation to undertake a resolute process of discernment, purification, and reform. And I love that wording that Pope Francis uses, because if you really stick to that, it means that evangelization is going to look different in Japan than it does in Germany than it does uh, you know here at Fort Bragg. And it's going to be a reflection of, um, of that in, independent uh, community that's there. Um, and then the quote, you know, goes on, the principal aim is not uh, participatory processes. That's a fancy way of saying you don't need, you know, 20 different ministries happening at the chapel per se or ecclesiastical organization. It's okay if things look a little bit messy sometimes. You know, our um, our turnover at our chapels is fast. Um, sometimes our Catholic communities look different, you know, every four years with PCS season. And so really our aim as Pope Francis says, is a missionary aspiration of reaching everyone. And that really means, it really takes everyone to serve everyone. So instead of just having um, really great uh, ministries at our chapels, which are necessary, and I fully support and I love, what Reach More does is it activates um, at an individual level. So that whether you've got great ministries, or whether you don't, or whether you're in a barracks, or whether you're on ship time right now, that you can respond to that call from the Holy
0: Spirit I see and I should point out for our listener AMS of course refers to the Archdiocese for the military services you think about it uh, looking at the church and its missionaries going back centuries this is really more of what uh, those missionaries have applied all along and that is that they um, they use the local customs to communicate with uh, the the people in uh, diverse locations to uh to you know i suppose find a common ground that they can um you know present the gospel uh in terms the the folks in those locations can understand right
1: yeah absolutely
0: okay well, let's talk a little bit about you personally before we go on uh i want to hear yeah, all sure. i want to hear all about uh how this training takes place, who gets trained uh how long it takes but first let's talk about you. Um, obviously you're, um, you're Catholic. Uh, your, uh, your husband is an active duty army, um, uh, person, a soldier in the army and, um, uh, you're based at Fort Bragg. Uh, you're a wife, mother, and, uh, how did you come to be Catholic? Are, are you a cradle Catholic or are you a convert?
1: I am i I'm a proud convert and, um, the story of my Catholic faith is also the story of, um, of our military journey as well. Um, I was uh, born and raised in a faithful family, but in a different denomination. And um, when I was in college, in my early twenties, just like a lot of uh, probably people who are listening, and a lot of uh, other Catholics or you know other Christians in the world, when I got to that early twenties stage, um, I just kind of didn't do anything, and I was really happy to be you know as. A, as that new category is the, the nuns, the non-affiliated, I was a proud card carrying, non-affiliated <laughs> spiritual other. You know, I would go, if somebody invited me to go somewhere, I would go with them. I think I went to Catholic mass a couple of times or something like that. I, I you know, did, did a little of this, little of that, but I was happy to let religion kind of be for, you know, my parents or, or other people. Um, but my, uh, my husband, my husband Ed Stockman, he um, he was a cradle Catholic, and at the time when we met, he was kind of in the same place in his spiritual life. And as we dated, and then we got engaged, and we were talking about children, um, one of the things that he said to me was that when the time came for us to have children, they we needed to raise them in the Catholic Church. And I didn't really know what to think about this at the time, but. Um, a few years, you know, goes by and we want to start having children. My husband had joined uh, the military. I always say he was sort of hit with late stage patriotism because he enlisted in the army at the age of 29. We had kind of done this, you know, we kind of were on our way on our way in the civilian world. And um, and he just really wanted to serve his country. So we talked about it and he enlisted at the age of 29 into the into the army and. Um, And we moved from California where we, you know, were born and raised and went to college and were starting our life and we really uprooted ourselves to join the, to join the army. And our first duty station was in Fort hood, Texas. I'd never been to Texas before. I'd never even been, you know, even close to Texas before in my life, but we got there and I was, you know, all in. And I was like, we're going to do the military and, and, you know, we're going to figure this out. Um, my husband uh, immediately, almost uh, while we were still in the, well, we were still in tent lodging. We were in the hotel. Um, he finds out that he's going to be going to Germany for uh, for a four-month rotation. I didn't know any names of acronyms. I didn't know what a TDY meant. I didn't know any of, those, any of these things when he told me, well, we're, we just got here to Texas, and I'm going to go to Germany for four months, I guess.
0: What does a um, TDY mean for the for the non-military listener?
1: Oh, gosh. Tempor- temporary <laughs> I temporary duty? What I, I get it. It's a
0: temporary assignment. Anyway, go ahead. Oh,
1: Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> thanks are calling me out. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I, I'm not really <laughs> um, good with acronyms. I, I Go ahead, though. I, I get it. It's a, a, not, a temporary I'm, I'm assignment. I'm still not
1: good with acronyms. It was a temporary assignment in Germany for four months. Um Since he was going to be gone, and I was brand new to the military and brand new to Texas, and um, we really did want to start having children, I decided this would be a good time to investigate the Catholic faith. Um, So I basically just waltzed into the chapel and was like, how do I learn about Catholicism? And um, I signed up for RCIA, the Rite of Catholic Initiation for Adults. I got that one. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) and every once in a while I get it Um, so I signed up for RCIA and to be honest with you Taylor I had no intention of having a spiritual transformation I had no intention of joining the Catholic faith my intention was I'm going to vet these people to make sure I'm okay with you know raising my children in this way because that's you know what my husband would like to do and you know, it didn't take more than about three weeks till I was just in love with Catholicism, and I, I was in love with everything. And it was like I had been thirsty my whole life, and someone finally gave me a drink of water. Wow! Um,
0: what year was that?
1: It, it, it was amazing.
0: What year was uh, that? That
1: was in that was in 2014.
0: Got it. Okay, and uh, how many, uh, you, you and your husband now have kids?
1: We do, fast forward. Uh, um, uh, we're, we're still. I've basically been on fire ever since. We've got a six-year-old daughter, Katie Sue, and a four-year-old son, Eddie. Um, and um, after Fort Hood, we were stationed in uh, Grafenbier, Germany, for four years. And we got to Bragg, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Um we're closing in on a year. We've been here about 10 months.
0: Very good. And you also belong to the Military Council of Catholic Women, yes?
1: Yes, I do. They, and they were a big part of um, my faith journey and my military journey as well. Um, I uh, very shortly found the women's organization on Fort Hood. And I would go to RCIA, and any questions I had that I was too nervous to ask the deacon teaching RCIA, I would I would write them down, and I would bring them with me to the women's group um, later on in the week. And they just um, they just really brought me into the fold, and um, and we're very happy to have someone asking them questions like, well, why do you have a statue of Mary in here? And, well, what is a rosary? What does rosary mean? I mean, I had really basic questions, and they, they just really, they brought me into the fold. And so I've um, I've been with the Military Council of Catholic Women ever since, and I've held a variety of positions with them when I was in Europe. I was the European Regional Coordinator. And um, uh, right now, Taylor, I'm actually their Director-at-Large for Vocation Support. So that's that's kind of the other hat that I wear. I kind of have this, like, uh, Archdiocese hat that I wear, and then I kind of have this a military council of Catholic women hat that I wear,
0: and there's a great need for vocations in the chaplaincy, uh, as you well know. Uh, uh, all branches of the of the uh, U.S. military are in need of more Catholic priests on active duty. You're listening to Catholic Military Life, the official podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry, and uh, my uh, guest for this edition is Madeline Stockman who is a missionary discipleship trainer here at the Archdiocese. So, Madeline, let's get back to the training, the actual training that you do. Um, tell me more about that. How long does this training last? How do you find people to train?
1: Well, this is my favorite thing to talk about. Um, so the, the training period or the formation period is 12 weeks long, and really what I'm looking for is uh, faithful people, available people, and trainable people. I'm looking for people that um, really want to take the next step in their spiritual life in some way. Um, and maybe they don't have to know where they're going, but if they've got that desire to grow, then I want to talk to them. Um, sometimes these are people who I know personally through, I have uh, I might know them through MCCW, or I might know them you know, through my own chapel community. But also um, one of the ways that we've been really finding them is Leveraging our our priesthood and really talking to our priests and asking them, you know, Father, you know, do you have, do you have, you know, one or maybe three um, adults in your community? And they don't quite fit as a catechist, but, you know, they've got a yearning on their heart. Um, And so uh, Father Mark Bristol in Rota, Spain, um, we were able to to work with him. Right now I'm working with uh, Father Samuel Schneider in uh, Yokosuka in Japan. And um, Father Lido Amande, he's in uh, he's in Korea. I can't remember if he's in Camp Humphreys or Camp Casey right now. But um, but that's one of the ways that uh, myself and uh, and Casey, um, who's the uh, Casey Lee, young, the, the Casey Lee,
0: who's the associate director for young adult ministry here at the Archdiocese.
1: Thank you, Taylor. Taylor for the save again,
0: and I should I should say too um, that the MCCW that's of course is the Military Council of Catholic Women. Yes, that you mentioned.
1: Um, so, so I kind of you know we're kind of finding people through a wide variety of uh, networks, but I would say working with our clergy and helping them to kind of see this vision that their community doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to fit kind of a rigid. Set of um, criteria that the that the formation of the people in their community is so important that it can be that it can it can bend and flex as the community needs. And so when they really catch that vision, they'll say, "Father Samuel Schneider, um, he's um, he's really doing amazing things with his community out in Japan." Um, so that's been a great way that, that we um, that we've been finding people for the training.
0: So you're there at Fort Bragg, and you're in contact with chaplains all over the world, in Korea, Spain, uh, Japan. Uh, the, these priests put you in touch with folks who want to grow deeper in the faith. Is that how that works?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's right.
0: And then how do you train them? Is it virtual?
1: So the trainings are all virtual. Um, I do it over Zoom. God bless Zoom. Um and it's, it's 12 weeks long, and the commitment is that we're going to get together as a small group. Um, now, the, the groups do, ta- do stay pretty small. Sometimes when people are going to do like a class, they, they have it in their mind that it's sort of like a lecture or like a webinar series. But we keep the training small, um, usually in the range of 8 to 12 people. And so each week, they are really getting to know each other very well. They're sharing a lot. And they're growing in um, in the skills of how to lead a small group by being a part of a small group. Um, and how long, addition, to,
0: okay. ahead, how long does each group session last?
1: About an hour and a half.
0: I see. Go ahead. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: Um, in addition to the weekly group sessions that we do, kind of a parallel track is really growing in how to have um, good spiritual conversation. This is something that can be tricky to do you know, you might have a cousin or a best friend, and you know, how do you kind of take that relationship to the next step? Um, how do you start talking about God? How do you talk, talk about those deeper things on your heart with them? That can be that can be hard to know how to do. So, simultaneously, alongside the group sessions, I meet individually, one-on-one with each member of the group, um, at least six times um, for individual mentorship in their personal spiritual
0: life in the short time we have here start to train me Uh, you you know let's say that i uh, have come to you for this uh, missionary discipleship training um what's what's the first thing you're going to tell me or ask me or you know what what you know how how do you start your your training
1: oh what a great question taylor all right well the first thing i'm going to talk to you about is prayer is your prayer life And what is your prayer life like and what is it really like not how you kind of wish that it was like but how is it really like um sometimes we just it's just human nature we'll sort of inflate or exaggerate how well we're doing sometimes um and so i always like to start with a person's habit of prayer because at the heart of discipleship is your connection to Christ. And that is where, that's where it all starts. You don't have a call on your heart unless he's going to put it, unless he puts it there by the power of the Holy spirit. And, um, you're not going to know how to love people well in your life. Unless Christ is teaching you how to love people well in your life. And so prayer and your prayer life and your, and your personal connection to Christ is where it's always going to start. And this is going to lay the foundation. And, um, Similar how in, in, how in uh, catechesis, no matter kind of how far you get in catechesis, the proclamation of the gospel is sort of always first. No matter how deep you get, this proclamation of the kerygma is, is constant. It's this way to an evangelization, that no matter who you're working with, no matter what relationships you're cultivating, whether it's personal or whether you're doing a young adult ministry, it has to be constantly connected to your connection with Christ. Um, and so we talk a lot about prayer life. So, uh, so Taylor, how's your prayer life?
0: Oh, uh, funny you should ask. Uh, you, you know, I, I have a, a regular prayer life, but, uh, you know, it's easy to migrate to the rosary and to the Our Father and to the uh, formality and the ritual of the Mass. Uh, it's a little more difficult to, uh, uh, you know, go deeper than that. And uh, maybe you can uh, tell me, uh, you know, aside from, you know, scriptural readings and attending mass and um, you know praying the rosary. Uh, how can how can I develop my prayer life beyond that?
1: Well, uh, Taylor, one thing I would recommend is um, starting with some just purely uh, silent prayer. Um, our I, I think our um, our rich our rich uh, traditions of our of our of our prayers that we all know and love, it's an excellent place to move from that to just stillness and quiet. Because a lot of those prayers, they teach us to focus. They teach us to um, uh, kind of quiet our minds so that we can focus on the words of the Mass, so that we can focus on the words of the prayer. And I think a natural next place Taylor, for for you or for anyone listening, is to start incorporating um, about five minutes of just silence with God. Something might happen, nothing might happen, but go and meet Him and just sit with Him and give Him your time.
0: Very That's what interesting, I would huh? okay, so the the folks that you uh, train in these sessions, uh, the objective is to make them missionaries.
1: yes, it's it's to make them um, missionary disciples themselves so that they can um, so that they can go out into the world and be interacting with all of the people that are around them or very specific people who they um, who they're looking for and um, and to just be fully present with them and to to love them and to um, and to be a light of Christ to them.
0: Uh, you know that's a real challenge. Is is um, you know in this day and age in our secular society, uh, you start talking about God and people get weirded out, right? And, 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 uh, Absolutely. Uh, they, and uh, they say, "Oh, here comes the holy roller again." And uh, so, I suppose the 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 um, what, what you're teaching these. Uh, Missionary disciples is, uh, um, you know, a more effective way of uh, sharing uh, their love of the Lord and uh, their knowledge of the gospel, and uh, uh, you know, encouraging others to uh, you know follow along in the way. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the one of the methods that we teach is. It is really modeled after the way that Jesus interacted with people. And um, when you really kind of drill down into love and in how did Jesus love people um, when he was with them on earth physically and looking at them, is he, he spent a lot of time with them and he listened to them. And these are two skills that, um, that are very difficult in the modern age, just spending time and listening well. Um, and so I really teach this a lot and we practice this in every session is really listening to people and responding to them, not, um, not just having an idea in your head and kind of putting it out there, but being responsive to the person who's right in front of you. Um, and the tool we use for this, we call it the thresholds of deepening conversion. And you can really kind of identify, identify, Um, If someone is, maybe they're just curious about Jesus or Christianity in general, maybe they're looking for an answer. And someone who's curious and someone who's actually looking for an answer, you want to talk to them in different ways. So that's, that's exactly kind of what we're going to be teaching people.
0: I see. Well, I've been talking to Madeline Stockman, who is one of the two missionary discipleship trainers here at the Archdiocese for the Military Services, Um, and uh, all about uh, how you're implementing the Reach More movement, uh, which is uh, a movement uh, sponsored by Evangelical Catholic of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Madeline, for the listener who would like to uh, engage in this training, um, what do they do? How do they get in touch with you uh, or our um, other Uh, missionary discipleship trainer, Kim Colby, how do they reach either of you?
1: Great question. All right. So we've got an email address and we've got a website. It's on uh, the Millarch website. Um, It's millarch.org slash reach more. Um, And the easiest way to find it is if you are on the Millarch website and you navigate to offices, and then we're under evangelization. And we're, we're Reached More under the Office of Evangelization. You can read a little bit more about, more about the program. There's also a couple of YouTube videos that you could watch that are really helpful. Um, and then it's got our email address, which is simply Millarch.org.
0: And reachmore is one word, all lowercase, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I should uh, point out, Millarch is uh, simply short for Military Archdiocese. That's uh, M-I-L-A-R-C-H dot org and then you'll see a a tab at the top there's offices go down to evangelization and uh, then you'll get a sub menu and reach more will be uh, found there correct that's right madeline stockman thank you so much for talking to me today
1: thank you taylor for having me it was a pleasure